You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you hit like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check us out on Off the Floor. That's our new Discord. That's where you can communicate with us and fellow Heat fans all day long, for better or worse. When I say all day long, I mean all day long. I woke up at 3.30 in the morning. People were arguing about Kyle Lowry. So if you want to check this out, you can always mute it. Check out the link. It's right here on the description of the YouTube uh, feed as well as the podcast feed and pinned to the top of the Five Reasons Twitter page. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network, our friends over at Better Edge. We've got NFC and AFC championship games set, so get in there. We're going to have a tournament as we always do this week. And, of course, you can find the line that you want. That's one of the benefits of Better Edge. You can do it legally. We know that you can bet legally at one place in Florida right now, but, again, you can't find the line that you want. You get the line that they give you. This is a marketplace, and that's one of the benefits of Better Edge. So check it out, Better Edge. That's with an O, betteredge.com. Use the code 5RSN or 5Reasons, and you get $20 to play. And now, today's episode. Down to this day. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where here's the thing, you can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buckley said, you in trouble, y'all. Kept the floor playing, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's power, have the guts. We're here to bring the heat, y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. I'm Ethan Skolnick. You can follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick at Five Reasons Sports. I got Sean Rochester. You can follow him at S. Rochester NBA. In addition to our heat coverage, Sean is also heavily involved in our betting coverage, so you can find him on our Better Edge programming on the YouTube channel. Today, we've only got a big two here today. Uh, but we're going to talk about a so-called big three. And you got to check out our recent episodes. Did a long episode on a deep dive on Kyle Lowry. That's before he was kept on the bench for a second straight game. Alex and I did an episode about the possibility excuse me, of getting Terry Rozier or Deshante Murray and what the benefits uh, would be to each. And I can tell you that since those two episodes have posted, in addition to our deep dive episode after the loss, a bad loss in Orlando, one of the worst losses of the season, team looked uh, lazy, disconnected, all those things that you don't want to see from a team at this point in the season. Uh, 
scored only 87 points. They've been averaging about 97, 98 points over the past uh, few games. So not scoring it. They're scoring at like a 1990s level instead of a 2024 level. And we went into that myself, Brady, Greg, and Alex. But I can tell you that since we posted that pod, I've heard similar things to what Ira has tweeted, which is the Heat are motivated to get something done with Kyle Lowry in the next week. Now, does that mean it's going to happen? No. I mean, first thing, you need to have a trade partner. We learned that this summer uh, with the whole Joe, Joe Cronin situation. Uh, but also, I mean, you have to have a deal that you like. Uh, and you're not just going to get rid of the player for the sake of getting rid of the player, even if it feels like at this point that all sides would just prefer to move on. But what Sean and I are going to get into is three guys who we believe will still be here after the trade deadline. Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and Tyler Hero. And the numbers at this point, Sean, are kind of – I mean, you can't deny them at this stage. They are over the past year and a half or season and a half, and all all of them have missed time. But they're essentially a 500 team when the three of them play together. I think they're a game under 500 when the three of them play together. You can't call something a big three if they're playing at a mediocre rate. I mean, and, and you know, additionally, if you look at the net ratings, uh, there's some interesting noise in the numbers here, like. The fact that Tyler and Jimmy are good together if Bam's out there and horrible when Bam's not out there. And then the same is kind of true of Tyler and Bam without Jimmy. Um, So depending on which combination, and Alex got into some of the numbers last night in the podcast, there are certain ways to play this where they're better than others. But they're not great uh, together. And it does appear that Jimmy and Bam have had more success playing with Duncan Tyler has had more success at times when he's not playing with Jimmy. And I, I just want to get your overall take on this. Is this thing workable for them? I think it's workable for sure. And, you know, we've seen periods of time where it has been productive. But the the record you referenced, I mean, that's fact, right? We're not making this up. I mean, the, it's not as good as you would expect it to be, especially if you compare it to other quote-unquote big threes around the league. The success that this group is having oftentimes has came when, unfortunately, one or more of them are out. And I don't think that's an uh, indication of one of them being a problem or at fault or anything. It's just the way that they fit together, and I'm sure we'll get into the shot profiles and things, They they all really – they work best in the mid range and the struggles. If you talk about the struggles of this team is we don't get enough rim pressure. Well, why don't we get enough rim pressure is because really our top three options are mid range players. And so how do you make that work? Whether it's with the other two guys that are on the floor or finding ways to, you know, divide them up, cut up the minutes so that they're not on the floor together, but that's not what you want to do with the big three, right? You want to be on the floor together because they are a quote unquote big three. So it's, it's a interesting puzzle that Spo has to try to assemble and maybe the pieces don't fit. Maybe they don't fit perfectly. Um, That's a problem that we have to solve certainly going forward. Well, I talked about my conversation with Josh Richardson about a week ago where he was talking about trying to find his offensive game. And we got into a discussion about exactly what you're saying. He's like, our three best players operate the most and the best in the mid-range. And so he's a guy who operates best in the mid-range. And so he's he said it's been a bit of a challenge to kind of find when to go, when not to go. And that's an area that's clogged. And we know in the modern NBA that the analytics tell you that you want to be at the rim 
or behind the arc. Like, so building a mid-range team is not a very 2024 thing to do, but it is one of those things that works better in the playoffs because teams start to try to take away as they scheme you and scout you over a series. They try to take away the three. They try to take away the paint. Okay. At least one or the other. And so teams that can make mid range shots and we've seen Kawhi, for instance, be tremendous in the playoffs when he's healthy. Well, one of those reasons for that is he's great in the mid-range. So, like, if teams are going to take away the other things that he can do, he'll make you pay in the mid-range. So it's not a bad thing to have guys who can be productive in the mid-range, but it is a problematic thing if they're all trying to get there at once. And the thing is, all three of them are going there, even though all three of them can do other things. That And that's... I think that's part of the frustration of Heat fans right now is everything Bam is doing, for instance, is at the dotted line now. Like he's getting nothing at the rim. And, and by the way, I saw the numbers. He's making like 12% of his mid-range shots over the past three or four games. So he's not connecting from the mid-range, and that's become his default. That's become his go-to. Jimmy uh, is not punishing people in the paint on post-ups or anything like that, like we've seen him do in the playoffs a large period of time. And Tyler did do what he fans have been wanting him to do, or a lot of them. He did a lot more catch-and-shoot threes in this last game. He just didn't make them at the rate that he typically does. Um, But, you know, you would think that between the three of them, they would figure it out enough to operate in those different spaces. But again, the default for all three of them is Jimmy to the mid, mid-range and the jumper, right? Bam to the dotted line. Tyler to the floater, uh, out-extended to the free-throw free line. And and so if if none of them is going to sacrifice, and I'm not saying any of them is doing it intentionally, but we saw with LeBron, Dwayne, and Chris, there were sacrifices that were made for certain spots on the floor to make it work. And it didn't always work at the beginning. That's one of the reasons they got off the 9-8 and eight start. Dwayne and LeBron both used to operate with the ball in their hands at the top of the key. And Dwayne had to find ways to cut, to move, to operate off the left wing. It took time, and it really it almost took a full season and a conversation. And Dwayne passing the tor- torch to LeBron to do that. And, of course, Bosch had to make probably more adjustments than either of them. I, I don't get the sense, Sean, that they don't want to adjust – and I know that there's a narrative out there that they don't that, that it's a personal thing. I look, I, I watched the other day, okay, because I always watch the relationship between Jimmy and Tyler in particular, okay. And for before Tyler's birthday, he was turning 24 that night. They were going out. Jimmy stood by the door. He was ready to leave. He didn't want to deal with us. He we had to go to the he had to go speak in the in the in the uh, media room, in the interview room, and we were in the locker room. And Jimmy waited by the door to tell Tyler, "Hey, when are when are we going?" Like they were going out together to dinner. They ended up going out that night. Okay, people saw them too. So I, I don't think like this is like these guys hate each other or anything like that. It's just has always felt clunky on the court. Yeah, I think you you hit on it that it's not them trying to be disruptive to the team. It's not them not connecting as as people. But you know, if you look at, you know, Alex is always great with cleaning the glass data. Bam, 64% of his shots are coming in the mid-range. Like that's something we've always wanted him to do, but when he's doing at a below average level, maybe it needs to go the other way back and and not the other way out, the other way in, because I know people want him to shoot threes too. He can be the guy that can be more efficient at the rim. And right now 
to be honest, him and Jimmy are both below average at the rim in terms of like the percentiles, like 67% for Bam for a big is not good. Jimmy is at 64% for his size, like for what he can do, that's not good enough. And we obviously know Tyler is well below average at the rim. But Tyler is very good at the mid-range where Jimmy and Bam again are right around that average. Like that's what we're talking about. We're not talking about a big average three. They're supposed to be a big three because they're supposed to be excellent at what they do. And all of three of them have different faults, I think, in this. They're not being good enough individually and certainly collectively it's not working out either i think uh greg hit on it yesterday i don't think it's that anybody is trying to take the reins from the other two it feels like they're all trying not to i this feels to me more like hesitancy than selfishness and i i i understand the default of heat fans is tyler's trying to do too much that's always where everybody goes with this and tyler will say things like I'm an ambitious young player or anything like that that will and or I'm in the class of Luca or Trey that get heat fans thinking about that. And I do think at times Tyler gets a little too caught up in what his peers around the league are doing and trying to compete with them. I don't think it's to take shots away from Jimmy or Bam. I just think it's he views himself as a certain type of player that maybe he can become but he's not there yet. Right. And and he hasn't been that for this team in the postseason. That's the biggest thing. And I, I think that's where this thing gets a little tricky. But I don't think it's selfishness or him. I see Tyler not knowing what to do at certain times when Jimmy's on the floor because he's kind of waiting for Jimmy to do something. And this is where some of the blame needs to go to Jimmy Butler. I mean, I, and I, and Wes Goldberg has said this on Locked On, and I think he's right. The Heat don't have a regular season superstar. They don't. They have a playoff superstar. We hope, right? <laughs> Heat fans hope. Heat observers hope. We hope it's still in there. He's not played like a star this year. He's been good, okay? But he's he's not been Embiid. He's not been Giannis. He's not been, uh, you know, Tatum. He's not been Jokic. He's not been... Durant or Booker, he's not he's he's not been healthy Kawhi. I mean, he's he's not been Shea. So they don't have he's not been Anthony Edwards at times this year. So they don't have that kind of player in the regular season. And I do feel, Sean, like sometimes, again, the others, Bam and Tyler, are kind of okay, is he is he taking over tonight or not? And then by the time that they realize he isn't, they're out of rhythm and they're not doing anything. And I, I think we've let Jimmy kind of escape. I understand why he's doing it. I get it, and I understand why they're managing him this way, but I don't think it's helping the other two. And I would add to that, you know, I think I listened to that podcast this morning with Wes and Dave, and and they make great points about being regular season stars. I mean, I live in Philadelphia. Joel Embiid is getting 30 in three quarters. He doesn't even have to play the fourth because he's dominant in those first three quarters. If we talk about playoffs, Jimmy certainly has earned the benefit of the doubt in this, and, and nobody questions that compared to someone like Joel Embiid, who is a regular season star and then crumbles in the playoffs. But to your point, I, I just don't think it's acceptable. I don't know the word I'm looking for, but you, I think it leaves people on the floor questioning what they're supposed to do, what their role is on that given night, if Jimmy's going to be Jimmy or is Jimmy going to be coasting. And I, and I don't necessarily think it's coasting. I just think it's how he's applying himself. And, and in a way – you know, we talk about load management and resting games and stuff like that. If he's going to go through and not give you full effort or full production, then just sit him. 
That way it's clear as day who's out there. And, and I know that's like a crazy thing to think is say, to say that we're going to sit Jimmy Butler for games. But like, you know, at least when you have, we talked about Jaime, he's going to go out there and he's going to roll. You know exactly what you're going to get from him. And it's not because Jimmy is falling apart. It's not because we can't trust him. It's not any fault to him. It's just, I think it leaves fans and players, most importantly, in a, in a state of confusion about what you're going to get. And he's probably the most important player on the team. And so that's a hard place to be when you don't know what you're going to get from him on any given night. I mean, I I agree with that entirely. Their worst games this year have been the games that he hasn't come to play. Like, and not the games that he hasn't played. The games that he hasn't come to play. That's been the big problem. And I go back to the big three era, and I will say this, for whatever Heat fans think of LeBron now, I covered every one of his games, home and road. I think I missed one, okay, <laughs> that I wasn't at. Because that's when I was traveling with the team full-time. I never came out of the game wondering if he was coasting. I never did. Okay? There would be times that his minutes were limited. I never came out of games wondering if he was coasting. Like, defensively, yes, there would be certain games he wouldn't. But but as far as, like, the overall effort on the offensive side, I I, I never got that sense from him. And, and when they had issues, the big three, it was the nights that Dwayne played but wasn't right. Like, when Dwayne didn't play and they plugged in James Jones or Mike Miller as the starting two, they were fine. They they, they were fine. Look at their record. without. That's why the whole without Wade thing started. They plugged those guys in. As long as LeBron knew early enough, he would get pissed when he found out from us, like 45 minutes before the game, that like Dwayne wasn't playing because that happened a, a few times. But when he knew that Dwayne wasn't playing and he was going to be out there with shooters and the ball was going to be in his hands and CB was going to be featured more – Take a look at what they did in those games. Take a look at his on-off numbers in those. Look, just just look at those. But when Dwayne would play, but wouldn't be right, they didn't have to. That's when they had problems. To me, it's the uncertainty that's creating this, and and it's the uncertainty of who's going to play on a given night, and at what level and what effort level they're going to play at. That's causing some of this. And I, and when, if you listen to Bam yesterday post game, if you read between the lines of it, he was kind of saying that he's like, we've been getting guys back. And Spoh's doing a good job. But I said some highlights. Like, they're better when fewer guys are healthy. And part of that is the guys who play kind of know what they're supposed to do. I want to come back. I want to get into some solutions on this and what I'm going to tap into here. Because as we're talking, there's a lot of buzz. And I can tell you, I'm hearing a lot about Terry Rozier. I, I just, that's, that to me is where I think this ultimately goes for the Heat. I know Greg has heard similar things. We've been tipping you off that for a couple of weeks. I know DeJounte is more attractive to some Heat fans. I don't think that the Heat are going to get a bidding board with the Lakers or others for him. To me, Rozier is like the compromise play here. So on the other side of this, not saying it's going to happen. I don't bet on any of that stuff anymore. But I'm saying that's the lean from everything that I'm hearing. And I know there are others in our network have heard the same thing. And I I, I think we're moving in that direction. So we're on the other side, we're going to talk about how maybe he changes this. We'll see. Uh, before we do, I want to mention a great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. You break wheel fix Miami's premier wheel repair and refinishing company. 20 years of experience repairing and refinishing damaged wheels from curb rash bends and cracks. Juice up your car with a fresh look with custom powder coating colors to set you apart from the rest. You break wheel fix is located in North Miami off of Biscayne and Northeast 143rd street. Make sure that you mention five reasons again, North Miami off of Biscayne and Northeast 143rd fast turnaround times to minimize your car's downtime. Catch you break that's with you. You break wheel fix on all social media platforms or contact our friend Mark Dela Cruz at 305-748-0112. That's 
Hey, it's Ethan Skolnick for Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. As you know, we heard from Pat Riley recently. Everybody has an opinion on trades, free agency, who they should keep, who they should give up, who they should get. Well, whatever it is that Riley and the Heat do, you don't want them giving up too much and getting too little, right? Well, the same is true of shaving products, and that's why I use Harry's shaving products. I love the way it handles. I love the way it looks, and I love the quality of the shave. I have a little bit of trouble growing out a good beard so better to just shave it off and make sure that it looks somewhat professional. These are German-engineered blades made in their own factory, so they stay sharp longer. It means you can use them longer. And also, they've got customizable delivery options for scheduled refills as low as 2 bucks, half of what you pay for other big brands. Also, I would recommend the shaving lotion as well and the body wash. So check it out. You can go to harrys.com backslash five. That's harrys.com backslash five. You'll get a $13 trial set for just three bucks. Again, don't pay too much and get too little. Same is true of shaving as NBA transactions. harrys.com backslash five for your $3 trial set. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, before we close here, Sean, so do you think there's anybody on the current roster, before we get to who they may bring in, who can help unlock this for Spo? The more minutes with this person, with these three, will help. Is it Duncan? But then you're going to deal with some of the defensive issues on the other side, and you have basically a hero Duncan backward. Is it Jaime? Because you just know Jaime. Like you said, Jaime just goes. Uh, or I mean, it doesn't seem to be Caleb or Josh. Uh, who who is it that helps unlock this, or is there anybody? Well, I think the options are obviously the three with either Jaime, Haywood, Caleb, or Duncan. Those are my four answers, right? I'm not putting Josh in there. I'm not putting Kyle in there if he's here. I don't even think Kevin Love. I know that's where we started in the playoffs. I don't think that works because of the backup five situation. All of them have their strengths and weaknesses, and the problem is you can go to lineup data and you're looking at sample sizes of like eight possessions of some of these lineups because they just haven't played together. I would like him to keep experimenting. And I, and I know the Jovic thing right now has been kind of clunky over the last week. If that's not working, I think he's going to fall completely out of the rotation and maybe he goes back to Sioux Falls for a time and that maybe that's okay for him individually. But I don't think whether Kyle's here or not, you can continue to trot out the same thing. And I think, you know, you can insert Duncan into the lineup, you get a lot of movement, but then you have defensive problems. If you have Jaime out there or Caleb or Haywood, you solve your defense, but you're sacrificing offense except for the version with Jaime. But then you got another guy 
that while he gets to the rim better than almost any of those guys, he also likes to operate in the mid range too. And so you're going to have some clunkiness with that too. I, you know, I know you've referenced the Jaime and Caleb probably being the closing lineup. Maybe that's what they go to or Jaime and Haywood and keeping Caleb off the bench. That way he's not as clunky with what they do. I just think you got to try something else. And at this point in the season where you're, you're treading water and you're trying to find solutions and you're, you're kind of stuck in that middle. Why not? What's, what's the, what's the problem with trying things and seeing what sticks. And it feels to a certain extent that that's what Spoh's been doing is, is using this period of time, you know, to, to try some things prior to the trade deadline. Like, I I don't think that's a coincidence. You know, you've got about two weeks here to figure this out. So before we close, let's touch on uh, one guy who could be here, which is, Terry Rozier. And you assume if Terry Rozier is here, that Kyle Lowry is not. So take him out of the equation. Terry Rozier is having a career year. Like there's no way. I mean, it's not a contract year either. So, I mean, he's having a career year and a non-contract year and he's doing it on a bad team, but they're not, these are not these so-called looter in a riot numbers. Like he, his efficiency is not bad actually considering how, how much he's shooting. I just posted this up. Kyle Lowry has, has made 15 field goals in all of January. Uh, Terry Rozier has 16 in his past two games and he had, by the way, 17 in the two games prior to that. So, I mean, this is, he's consistently producing numbers with high assist numbers. Actually, uh, if you look compared to the rest of his career, uh, his defense is on and off. Um, I think he's got the capability to be a good defender. He's not big. He's six one. Uh, I don't think he's a defender. He was earlier in his career in Boston, uh, maybe, maybe lost a little bit of quickness, but not to the level that say Lowry has. Can but he, he he's had the ball in his hands this year. Like Lamelo's been out a lot, and they've needed scoring. So how, does he make things better with these three guys? If these are three guys who need the ball in their hands too, is he enough of a distributor to to kind of make it make it to, to lubricate this to make it work? I mean, I think if you're looking for a a distributor, then you would go like the Tyus Jones route that way. But I also don't think that you need necessarily a, just a guy that's going to come down and, and distribute. I think, you know, Terry Rozier, I'm not really that much on the DeJounte camp. Like, I know he's a very good player, but I think that the pricing difference and the fact now that you're hearing stuff about the Lakers, you're going to get beat out of the market. But when you look at Rozier, I mean, he's still not a guy that gets to the rim a lot. Like, this isn't a rim pressure guy, but 49% of his shots come within 14 feet. Like, he's he's going to get a lot of those short mid. Tyler, by comparison, 40%. So not that we're trading Rozier for hero, but you're going to get more of that rim pressure or that that short mid-range pressure out of him. And then the rest are basically threes. He's not shooting long mid-range. I think competitively he fits. He kind of has that, you know, that playoff history, the dog in him that we always, you know, like preach about for Miami Heat culture. I think he's a good fit. And then the question I think would be is what else can you get from the Hornets? Because they have some pieces there that could also complement and fill some other gaps too. But I, I would be I would be good with that. Depending on what you think is going on with Lowry in terms of assets, I think you have to take that gamble and hopefully sooner rather than later so you can keep testing things out. Yeah. See, I think you take the gamble, but you hold back some of your assets, right? So that that to me, that's the big thing. Like I, I don't I like DeJounte Murray as a player. I like I just like the way he moves, honestly. Like he had he <laughs> he, he he's fluid in a way that a lot of their players are not. And I, I think that there is a defensive level there that the heat could tap back into in a way that pop did. So there's a lot to like there. I also think personality wise, he could fit this team pretty well, but the Rozier is the hedge move. It is the, 
okay, let's give this a jolt and see where it goes. And he's only under contract for one more year after this. And it's a movable contract. So like, if it doesn't work this year, you've got an expiring next year that is easier to move than Kyle's, even though it isn't as big and I, or than Kyle's was this year. So it's like it's like a move that doesn't keep you from eventually making another move. And it's kind of like what the Knicks did with OG. And now you see they're still uh, in the marketplace potentially for something. And I think Miami has to compete on that level with them. Philadelphia is in that position, too, where they still could make another move. And so I, I, it doesn't take you out of the game for anything else, particularly if you can somehow hold Jovic. You can hold one of the other first-round picks. And then look at something down the road. So I, I, I've come around to the. I like Murray better as a player, but I, I, I do think this is the time for again a jolt, but not a teardown. Not, not, not a you know, not, not a okay. We're at the expense of taking away all Adam Simon's future first round picks that we know he uses so well. Is Lowry at a pick? You know what? Roll the dice. Give Jimmy something else here, okay, to work with. And see if that energizes this. And I, I don't know. I, 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 there's, there's a small point guard who came to the Miami Heat uh, in 1995, uh, 1996, when I was covering that team. And everybody, by the way, he wasn't playing at the level that Terry Rozier is right now. Tim Hardaway worked out pretty good. So he was playing behind B.J. Armstrong, and it washed B.J. Armstrong in Golden State. So they, they've done okay with these small point guards before, just not so much with Kyle Lowry. All right, thanks to Sean. Uh, appreciate him joining us. Thanks to our sponsors, Better Edge. Use the code 5RSN or 5 Reasons, and you break, we'll fix. Thank you for listening to the 5 on the Floor on the 5 Reasons Sports Network. After all, someone needs to listen to my dad. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.